right, my friends, welcome back to Small Town Big Ministry with Pastor Luke and Molly Dunn. Hello. Good to be back. Um, so this week we had some interesting things happen in Alito. Good we're things, good things. Good things. We're in a small town, which, uh, you know, what we're thinking is most people are in small towns that are, are going to be listening sure. to us. and. Uh, small towns have unique things that are community-centered, and we had uh, holidays this last weekend, which mm-hmm. is, for us, um, starts with a little electric parade down Main Street, and we have, I don't know, a dozen, 15, 20 uh, floats or uh, different uh, groups that uh, take a, a vehicle down yeah, Main Street. Yeah, longer this year. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a little shorter, and if you blink, you, you might miss right. it. But uh, but it's always fun and, and community-centered, family-oriented. And uh, then the, we have uh, Santa Claus. You can get your picture taken with Santa Claus somewhere in, in Alito, and the kids come through, and I think they get a little candy cane. And our kids are a little older, so yeah. they don't do that anymore. But we have lots of vendors selling their yeah. items. Mm-hmm. And so it's fun, and and uh, this year we did uh, something different. Usually we'll uh, put a float in the parade, um, but this year we did uh, something where we did we decided to do some outreach. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to talk about outreach. But um, the the thing that we did was uh, to host a, a, a venue where we had crafts, and then we had some hot chocolate that we gave away. Everything was free. And then we had a uh, photo booth for families to take pictures. Um, And so it was uh, pretty nice. We had quite a few people come through and and, uh, appreciated what we were doing. Yeah, we counted about 200 hot chocolates that we gave away. Okay. And we gave away almost all of our um, activity bags is what we did. We put some crayons in there and some activity sheets and some... uh, Adhesive ornaments. Some mm-hmm. of them ended up not being adhesive, not being so we had to scramble for the glue. But we uh, we prepped uh, those 150 of them, and then 150 uh, like DIY uh, mm-hmm. snack bags, and we gave them almost all away. Yeah, well, and and it's hard to know. I mean, I know we talked about how many bags mm-hmm. to prep and what could we expect, and since this was our first time doing right. it, it uh, was kind of just a a guess. Yeah, and, and just add to the event itself and to mm-hmm. the community. and. Yep. And so you don't necessarily know how many people are going to come through. We, we didn't do a ton of advertising. We, we tried to get the word out, um, you know, the best we could, but we uh, didn't have a ton of time necessarily. We kind of thought about this just a few weeks ago mm-hmm. and decided to, to go for it. And our downtown, like many small town um downtowns there's a lot of empty storefronts and so we were able to get three uh, right in a row Mm -hmm. that we were able to utilize and and uh, that worked out really well um but uh the community was uh was there i mean we had a good turnout it was great weather and uh, so great location too right there where the activity was and we put stuff out on social media and um i don't know if you noticed but the person who was kind of in charge of holidays to give us a little shout out um, on the local radio station. Uh, So that was good. Yep. And so anytime, I mean, you get a little bit of um, publicity, however you can Mm -hmm. get it, you know, and Facebook tends to be one of the primary ways that we get the word out about a lot of stuff. Um, Sometimes you do a paid ad 
definitely have an active Facebook page for your church, yeah. your organization, whatever it is. Um, make sure that you're posting stuff pretty regular, um, that uh, you're just making sure people know. And then, you know, obviously word of mouth is always good. But uh, the issue of outreach, you know, as we're talking about um, what it really is about, okay, um, I think people maybe miss understand what outreach really is intended to do. Um, and here's my perspective. And <laughs> you and I didn't necessarily <laughs> talk about this ahead of time. So we'll see, you know, this may end up being a debate. <laughs> but um, my perspective is that 90% of your outreach is basically building your reputation mm. um, in the community. And so um, very little of the outreach is going to have an immediate um, response in terms of, you know, as far as these people enjoying your event, whatever it is, um, and then coming to church, you know, new visitors coming to your church mm -hmm. service the very next weekend or the weekend after that or whatever it might be. Um, that that it's Outreach is a long-term uh, strategy of building up your name, and, and I, I almost hesitate saying your name in, in the community because our purpose is not really to build up our name. Our, our purpose is to build up the name of Christ. Right. But uh, we do that through um, having positive, um, I don't know, positive interactions, positive, you know, word of mouth, through positive reputation yeah. uh, through our church. Um, and so we do all kinds of events, right. all kinds of outreach mm -hmm. events throughout our community throughout the year. Um, but the most important, okay, and this is, again, this is my perspective on outreach, that your church service, that your worship service is the most important and consistent outreach event that you do um, in your ministry. Mm. Uh, that every week, and so what you're doing is um, you are uh, making sure that you have a, an atmosphere and a mentality of outreach that your church exists to um, reach people, mm -hmm. uh, that we're not just here for ourselves. And, and in a smaller church, and probably, you know, this could be a danger in a smaller community, mm -hmm. um, the, the issue tends to be that you might uh, revert to or unintentionally kind of uh, become kind of closed off um, and how you do that is, is probably not because you're saying we're going to be closed off, probably because you are doing things that are um, kind of insider. Yeah, more comfort. Yeah, insider information kind of things. We, we Remember we went to a church in Tennessee, a little church, and, uh, and we enjoyed it. Okay, so, and, and, but uh, when, I, when I got to this church, and it, I would say there were probably, what, 40 folks maybe 50 somewhere around in that there, yeah. in that area small church small church and um and, and great i mean good musicians mm -hmm. and friendly people um, but this whole service was very much you felt like they were talking like a, a family uh it was like a family meeting mm -hmm. like <laughs> they were talking to each, each other everything from the pulpit everything from the announcements was it really about them and um, it felt very much like we were outsiders kind of eavesdropping on, you know, their, their family. 
um, what was going on in their particular situation. And, um, and so when a church has an, an identity of outreach or an identity of, you know, we, we exist to reach other people, then you have to start thinking about how does a visitor feel and think and uh, respond to when you're there in our church, mm-hmm. you know, when they're in the building, do they feel like the, everything's a mystery and everything is like, I got to get to know, you know, everything going on here before I'm going to really be included or can they be comfortable and included almost immediately, you know, and, and probably no church is going to be, you know, um, perfect in doing that in making sure people when they come in feel accepted that they are in the know of what's going on and, and that they are a priority. You know, I think there's always a little bit of of uh, blindness, mm-hmm. you know, so to speak. In, in always a, something to improve upon. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we, we kind of take for granted that um, this is how we do stuff and people will kind of know, um, they'll, get, they'll learn, like, how we do things. Um, but you don't want too many things that that are pushing people to um, be uncomfortable like they and and you hear this all the time with um, you know we talked about this last time I think but um, the uh, assigned seating or the reserve seating thing I've heard this so many times and I'm sure you have too you you walk into a church you're afraid of where to sit because what if you know Somebody comes by and says, that's my seat and you need to move. And because people have had those experiences mm-hmm. and uh, what that is, I mean, everybody gets comfortable with where they like to sit. I, I do. You do. I mean, we we tend to gravitate towards, well, this is kind of where I sit. Um, and when somebody's sitting there, you're like, oh, now where do I do? Um but it's an attitude of the church body that says, I'm not going to uh, be territorial about where I sit. I'm, if somebody's sitting there, I'm going to go sit somewhere else, and I'm going to be okay yeah. with that. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of, like, growing up, don't sit in grandma's chair, right. you know? <laughs> and I yeah. think some people, they absolutely, they get into that mentality when you really, it should be like, hey, you're a guest, and you're first, mm-hmm. you know, and wherever I end up sitting or standing, if I have to, then I will because I'm glad you're here. Right. And we're trying to point you to Jesus. And when we're focused on ourselves and our own comfort and what we like, um, then it's going to get, we're going to get in the way of pointing people to Jesus. Right. So the, the perspective of outreach, I think, begins with the pastor who has to be talking about this on a fairly regular basis, and I probably haven't talked about it as much as I need to um, lately, um, but that is the, the key issue, that the church as a whole has a, a what you might call a growth um, attitude or, or an outreach perspective, which is that we exist to reach people with the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's our purpose, mm-hmm. that we, we are not just here to hunker down and, and isolate ourselves and enjoy you know family time together. We're right. here for a purpose. And so that has to be communicated fairly regularly. And if you can fit it into, you know, the message, then you got to do that Mm -hmm. from time to time. And maybe sometimes you have a whole message all about that. Um, But that's where it begins. And then what, what happens is that when you have that perspective, then um, 
kind of everything that you do is outreach to a degree. I mean, everything that you're doing um, is a is a, a potential to um, bring new people into kind of the fold of the church, um, whether it's a an event like we did um, with the uh, holidays where you're just having a, a venue and, and you, we do almost everything that we do is free to the community. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've done this, this was new, but we've done things in the past where uh, we have um, piggybacked on whatever's happening in the community. Mm-hmm. So the, our community has several uh, annual festivals and things that, that, happen that we just try to make sure that we have a presence there so yeah we don't have to reinvent the wheel we can kind of add on to what's already happening yeah so in the summertime there's a festival called rhubarb fest Mm -hmm. and uh, it's very well attended um for our you know small town it's a pretty big deal i mean Mm -hmm. i don't know exactly all the numbers it just draws in thousands of people yeah Yeah. i think like normally eight to ten thousand people come to rhubarb fest over the weekend Mm -hmm. um so in the last few years um, we have done something pretty s- significant, I would say. We, we've hosted a kid zone where we have inflatables and games and events and things for kids uh, free of charge, sponsored by the church, mm-hmm. that uh, anybody coming through Rhubarb Fest can um, take their kids to it and enjoy it. Um, and what we saw was there was a gap there that mm-hmm. Rhubarb Fest was kind of geared for adults, mm-hmm. and there wasn't a lot for kids to do. It's, it's a lot of uh, vendors selling um, crafts and, and antique kind of stuff. And rhubarb things, yeah. And rhubarb stuff, so a lot of pies and all that kind of stuff, and some music that we have at the band shell and, and some food vendors and things, but um, not much for the kids. And so our church is kid-friendly, and it's a big part of our outreach. Mm-hmm. And so we decided that we would uh, provide something for the kids. Um, and like I said, we we don't necessarily expect that after Rhubarb Fest, we're going to have tons of people come to the church mm-hmm. as a re- reaction or response to that. But it's something that we're consistently doing. And uh, I think it, it gains us a reputation in the community that, that we care and that um, we're willing to work and to help and to provide things that are just adding value um, yeah, and, to and the community. And we, we absolutely still promote um, some of our things. Mm-hmm. Like So at Holidays, um, we have the new information for the new session after Christmas for Kids Club on Wednesdays, and um, even our own people don't have that information yet. And I'm like, yeah, let's hand it to all the families that come through. And um, with no expectation, mm-hmm. just getting the information out. We we did that for Rhubarb Fest, where um, our Vacation Bible School was a few weeks later. So we're we're promoting our Vacation Bible School, um, and we promoted our um, our Friday play dates in the park. And um, it was interesting. We actually did get some people from Rhubarb Fest mm-hmm. to Vacation Bible School and those play dates. So I thought that was like, oh, I had no expectation, and we probably got at least four different people that came. Right. And, and so what happens with that when you have this perspective of we're doing this for the good of the gospel, we're doing this for the good of the community, um, and we're building a reputation, then what can take place is that people over time, they get comfortable with your church, they feel like they kind of know a little bit more about your church, and then when they're ready, they, they will come mm-hmm. to some events. So you're never... 
ashamed to tell people what's going on. You you, you have right. no problem to invite them. And, uh, and that, I think, can be the case if you are doing what you need to do on Sunday morning to make sure that your church is friendly to, mm-hmm. you know, visitors, that, that you wouldn't be embarrassed for them to walk into your church and uh, they need to have a pretty clear idea of where do the kids go and where do I go and where do I sit and what's going to happen? Is it going to be, you know, a mystery or is it going to be fairly comfortable and are people going to be pretty friendly? Mm-hmm. Um, but you're trying to make sure that you're getting that, get, that your weekly event, your church service is something that you would be excited for a new person to come to, not embarrassed that they would yeah. come to. Yeah, I mean, like, honestly, when we did the rhubarb Kids Zone at Rhubarb Fest, and we called it Kids Zone at Holidays, too. Mm-hmm. So we're just kind of you know, connecting the two, even they were they were two different things. Right. Um, I mean, I don't know about you, but as families were coming through, I, I didn't know probably 75%, maybe mm-hmm. 65% of the people coming through. A lot of our own families come through, and they're excited that we're doing that, too. And then they, you know, spread the word. But... Uh, it's kind of interesting because you're making new connections. Right. And um, then like an hour later, I had to run to Walmart and there was a family that I had just seen there. And it's like, oh, hi, you know, so Mm -hmm. it's like you're making connections almost right away with people you wouldn't probably meet otherwise. Right. Yeah. And and that's the the whole point is to get new connections, new, you know, conversations Mm -hmm. going with people. And uh, when they feel comfortable, and familiar, then I think that's when they start showing mm-hmm. up at church and they feel like they know people. Yeah. Um, you know, because we've been places, whenever we go on vacation, we try to go to church somewhere new and, and um, it, it always is a little bit awkward. You know, you walk in and you don't know anybody and it's a little uncomfortable. And, and I always am amazed at people, you know, who come to church and they don't know anyone and um, they walk in the doors and you're like, hey, how are you? And and uh, are you you're here with anybody? Nope, I'm just you know checking it out. And and uh, you're it's it to me it's a brave thing to do. Mm-hmm. You're walking into a place that is um, unfamiliar and uh, that's intimidating. And mm-hmm. so uh, when people do that, I think that you have to give them a lot of credit uh, for that and try to make sure that they you know feel comfortable however yeah. you can. Yeah. If and I f- if I see a new family that's kind of walked in the door. Um, you know, I, I go over if I can and like, Hey, are you guys new or have you been here before? And, um, make sure, or do the kids, you know, know where they're going? Do they want to attend kids worship, but make sure that, um, if they don't, it's okay. And, Mm -hmm. you know, do you know where the restrooms are? You know, just making sure people know what's going on. They're welcome. They kind of navigate it at their own pace, but that you're on standby. You don't want to be creepy about it. Right. Um, but you might want to make sure that, you know, if you have a kids program that they know, you know, how it works, um, mm-hmm. where they where they can go or even if they don't want to send their kids to yeah, the okay. nursery or to the kids worship, then that's OK. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all those things that kind of help people to uh, feel comfortable. But, you know, one of the things that I just think um, as a young pastor, uh, I needed to learn was that um, every event because you kind of have this idea if I do this outreach event, then I'm going to have this kind of reaction, this kind of response. Um, and if you um, only do outreach because you think that you're going to get a certain response, um, then you'll probably quit 
stop know. doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you don't think it works. Right. It, yeah. Well, that didn't. And I heard, I remember hearing that in different mm-hmm. churches where, uh, oh, we tried that. Nobody came to our church because of that thing that we did. And so we're not going to do that again. And uh, I think that's a huge mistake mm-hmm. uh, um, that you, it's not about the immediate reaction that mm-hmm. you get to that one thing. It's about the long term reputation that right. you're building through consistently doing all kinds of outreach mm-hmm. things. And so uh, we do quite a few things. Like I said, we piggyback on the things that are going on in the community um, or just the different opportunities that are in the community. So what we've done over the years um, is, and this was something that I felt pretty confident about early on, was that our community is kid-friendly and family-friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a desire for families to um, be involved in what their kids are doing. And so we began to kind of focus in on things that were kid uh, oriented, you know, and building on that. So a kid's program, I think, was a pretty important step for us because people, they want their kids in sports and they want their kids, you know, in extracurricular things and, mm-hmm. and families and parents, they're, they're pretty committed to attending whatever their kids are doing. Mm-hmm. So if we can do something that, you know, piggybacks on to that, I don't know, that attitude, mm-hmm. that, that perspective in our community, then I think that's going to be fruitful right. you know, over time. And I think it has been. So you might have to think about what's going on in my community that I can, you know, uh, tag team with, you yeah, know, that what's I can the value of the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what, uh, what's the, the unique things about this community that I'm in that, that we need to, you know, highlight for our church. Can mm-hmm. we, can we do something that uh, highlights what we already, you know, as a community have values um, directed towards. And so, but uh, it becomes kind of an all-encompassing thing. Uh, we do outreach events for men, for women, for couples, you know, uh, married couples. We do things for kids and teenagers and all kinds of stuff. And I think that really our church's attitude is, you know, whatever we can do um, to reach people, we're, we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. And it is a sacrifice. I mean, you got to sacrifice time and money. you got volunteers. You, you are... You're not going to make money on on this stuff as far as you have to budget for the expenses that are it's going to take to do some outreach. Um, I mean, I don't even know what we really spend on uh, what we would call evangelism, mm-hmm. you know, missions, uh, outreach. You know, it, it's it's quite a, a chunk of change when you think about all the stuff that we do because we really don't want money um, or cost to be pro prohibitive Mm -hmm. for people getting involved we don't want people to say well i don't want to pay twenty dollars to send my kid to that so i guess i won't do it we never charge for vbs Mm -hmm. i guess some churches do um trying to you know offset the cost of things but um we look at all that stuff as uh, as a, a mission and so the church if we can't afford it then i guess we wouldn't do it but we we are depending on our church body to support Mm -hmm. all of that. Yeah, it's interesting. Sometimes it it is always weird to me when I hear this come out of someone's mouth and not necessarily, I think like as collectively our church is really pro outreach and Mm -hmm. getting in the community and pointing people to Jesus and, and uh, inviting them to church. But occasionally you do hear this attitude. Well, that isn't really worth it because they're not coming to church, mm-hmm. and, and some people associate that with, like, 
it's not worth it because they're not coming and they're not contributing right. to the church and um yeah you got to uh, fight that yes. us versus them mentality yeah. um that's not why we do stuff we don't we're not yeah we're not looking for payback you know in terms of the, how each and every event um is has an equal and opposite re- reaction and that <laughs> attitude is like nails on the chalkboard when i hear that come out of people's mouth like oh you're you're just missing it you're missing it mm-hmm. you know? yeah you can't and that's the big thing about um i think small churches and small communities uh, making sure that they have the right attitude about mm-hmm. what it is that they're doing for outreach that um because we see this the stories of of success Oh, this church did this program, and their church grew by this much, and and those are fantastic stories. I you know I love to hear you know a, a church started a, a kids program, and their church just you know went from you know fifteen elderly adults to a thriving church of one hundred and fifty mm-hmm. people, and you know things just totally changed. Um, but you know that I think that's pretty rare that you have that kind of you know. I don't know, success or transformation that happens because you do one one kind of an outreach. I think um, you're not going to see that. I don't think that we've seen that. I think what we've seen is steady growth mm-hmm. over time, consistently, you know, having a, a, a mentality of reaching people and uh, an idea that, you know, what we're doing is is a long-term thing. Yeah, and just loving people in general. I mean, I have been to some churches when – when I was working in campus ministry at SIU, I had to go and visit a lot of churches, mm-hmm. our supporters, and sometimes they would ask about outreach, like how do we get young people and right. families to come here? And it's almost uh, like out of desperation. Yeah. They're trying to um, like do stuff for the community or the neighborhood because they feel like, oh, we're going to have to close our doors if we mm-hmm. don't do something. And I, my heart goes out to them because when you get to that situation, you know, to that place, um, it's like, what do you do? But, mm-hmm. like, I think people can smell desperation, too. Well, and you have to just, yeah. I don't I, know, I think you have to be careful. I've heard people, I mean, you hear it in, in, in smaller churches sometimes when uh, there's an aging congregation. Mm-hmm. We need new blood. You know, it's kind of like our church isn't going to survive unless we get new people in here. Um, and, and you can hear right away what the perspective is. Yes. It's about our church. Yes. It's not about reaching people. Right. And if that's your perspective, I think you're you're already lost. And you're I mean, attaching expectations to it as yeah, well. Exactly. Yeah. And, and so, you know, the it's kind of a almost catch-22. You have to do the outreach because people matter mm-hmm. uh, for their own sake, not, not to save or preserve mm-hmm. your organization. Um, and as you do that, I think, your organization does begin to thrive mm-hmm. because it's not just because you're doing the outreach. It's because you have a healthy perspective. Right. You that, care about people. That you, yeah, yeah, exactly. You're doing what is right for the community and for people. And that, I think God blesses that. I yeah. Think he, he works in that. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, it's, it's about salvations, you mm-hmm. know, at the end of the day, too. So, like, Kids Club, there's a lot of, I mean, that's outreach for me. Like, even if it's just one kid, you know, is saved um, or one kid grows up and then they look back and they remember that and then it brings them back to church and then they're saved. I mean, mm-hmm. it is worth it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Everything that we do points back to mm-hmm. the, the need for Jesus. Yeah. I mean, that, and so the message of your church, too, 
um, I guess I, I should say this, even, even if our church is outreach oriented, you know, primarily, um, it doesn't mean we water down the message. And in fact, I would say that uh, the, the message of the gospel and growth and discipleship and the depth of, of what we understand, you know, in scripture from the preaching and teaching, I think is even more so um, that, that we don't hold back the truth and we don't, uh, because here's what, you know, historically you, you see is we're going to be seeker sensitive. So we're going to make sure that we, we give people like a very easy and uh, I don't know, palatable message and from week to week. And what you end up doing is having very immature mm-hmm. believers in, in your church. And uh, I don't think that that works. Uh, yeah. I, I think you got to make sure that you're preaching and teaching the truth, you know, the whole truth, and doing it in a way that a mature believer can grab a hold of, of some some new depth, and a new believer can still grasp it. And so yeah. it's a challenge to do that. Um, sometimes, you know, you might lean on one side or the other, but it should be consistently, you know, uh, a teaching that no matter if this is a brand new believer or a, you know, uh, a mature Christian has been in the church for 50 years, everybody's getting something and yeah, like, what they need. Yeah, like just for every session of Kids Club, we have two sessions a year, um, there is always at least one night, usually multiple times, where they the kids are hearing the gospel message. Um, we... We had a party this year, and I shared the gospel message, and I didn't feel like it was heard, so we, <laughs> like, followed up with it the next week. <laughs> but it's like, um, I mean, that's the point for me. I want the kids to have fun and stuff, right. but they need to hear the gospel as well. Yep. So um, with our kids' club, you know, K, or I guess K through. Pre-K. Pre-K. Through fifth, yeah. Through fifth grade. Um, you know, you ended it, not quite ended. It was a week or two before you ended with the glow party mm-hmm. um, and you just make it super fun mm-hmm. and exciting. And, and we had a really good crowd of kids that come mm-hmm. out um, and, uh, and you do, you share the gospel. Uh, but then, you know, like you said, you might not feel like it quite got communicated or heard the way that you wanted mm-hmm. to. So you follow up the next week. And, and I, I don't ever want to guilt kids in or make them feel like, mm-hmm they're doing it because everybody else is doing it. I almost kind of sensed there was some of that going on at the glow party and they didn't quite understand. So I really don't want to be walking through that with them and, um, unless they really understand it. But, um, yeah, it, it is kind of cool to see how the Lord works. But um, in that, that's the, the, the cool thing about ministry too, Mm -hmm. is it's not one and done. Mm -hmm. It's not like a, you know, uh, we come in and share it like an evangelism Mm -hmm. event where like you come in with a big time preacher and you're trying to get everybody saved in one time and that's all you got. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's a week to week. Okay, I got another shot next week and I got another shot the week after that and we got another session next you know semester and we can we keep going. Mm-hmm. And um, when you have a long term view, uh, I think that you can kind of take the take the frustrations and the losses too. Mm-hmm. Like uh, we have things that happen that man, I just didn't feel like I did a you know, as a good a job as I should have or could have, it, that event didn't quite, well, okay, let's, what can we do better mm-hmm. next time? Yeah. And, you know, you don't get so frustrated uh, when you realize that we, we are just, you know, we're in a uh, life of ministry, you know. Yeah, I really like how 
Pastor Seth, he does most of the baptisms here. And when he is baptizing an older child or a teenager, he's like, and this is the product of faithful families or faithful parents. Mm -hmm. And then, or that, you know, he like mentions like, or of kids club, or he shares their story and he's making that connection to how important the ministry is. And then the volunteers of that ministry are hearing it too. And the rest of the church and it's going full circle. Like, this is this child said that they came to Jesus, you know, came to make that decision for Jesus at kids club, and then you know the whole congregation they hear that and mm-hmm. they're like, oh, that's an important ministry, and that's really amazing that you know, and it it helps right. them, you know, and it helps the ministry as well. Yeah, kind of see what's going on there. I, I, you have to consistently um, appreciate uh, the, all the work that goes mm-hmm. into all those things, and so just mentioning, you know you know, thanking your volunteers. Mm-hmm. I mean, it takes a lot of people to pull off uh, almost anything that you do. I mean, right. you, you can't have one person just kind of spearheading. I mean, you have one person who's leading it, but then you have to have a bunch of people that make it happen. Right. And uh, when they know that they are valued and needed, I think um, the whole church benefits from that. It's a It's a whole church endeavor. And whether or not you know, that, that particular person in the pew is volunteering for something or they're contributing, you know, that they just that being part of our church body um, is is an identity. Like mm-hmm. we're part of how this all works and we are all needed. Um, so anyway, that's kind of a, a brief overview of, of outreach from our perspective. Any, any last thoughts, Maul? No, I mean, I I like talking about outreach, and um, I like hearing about it. You know, if you're looking for ideas, you know, absolutely take advantage of the groups and things that are on social media. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, visit churches when you can, and um, see what other people are doing. Um, You can get inspired, even by watching, like, a movie or something, you know, like, Mm -hmm. oh, you know, that's a cool idea, and you can use um, those things and kind of... Um, use them in your frame of reference and in yeah. your ministry. So be teachable, be open to new ideas, and yeah. Absolutely. D- and, you know, don't think that you have to start with, you know, uh, a huge project. It can, it can be small stuff. Any little thing that you can do, um, you know, to get the word out, to invite people to um, reach out into your community, anything that's cool and creative, um, it, it doesn't have to be, you know, um, a huge endeavor, um, but you start with what you got. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, absolutely. Take uh, take advantage of everything that's uh, in your community, and uh, you'll see God move through it. I, yeah. I, I'm sure of that. So, all right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. I see you later. <laughs>